Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride So I was absolutely freaked out of my mind, scared to do what was really, really on my heart after I retired from pastoring. I started out immediately wanting to coach people concerning deconstructing um, their religion and just healing from some of the religious trauma that so many of us have. Um, when I tell you I was scared, like that's such an understatement. I can't even explain to you how nervous I was. Um, I spent some time doing some lives just sharing why I stopped pastoring, why I retired from pastoring. Um, and I shared just very general ideas of what that looked like and how my heart was still open to be a blessing to people and all of that goodness. But for some reason, when I started talking about post-traumatic church disorder, which is a course that I created immediately after I finished, um, you know, pastoring, I got so much backlash, even talking about it now, like I'm trying not to be hesitant, but it's like I'm about to stutter here because like there was so much backlash when I started talking about church hurt. People were so angry. Um, because my parents were still involved in the church at that time, there were so many people that surrounded them that were saying things like, oh, you know, your daughter is pretty much talking bad about the church. And, and honestly, when I think about it, I hadn't even really said, or like I hadn't even talked about some of the things that I had gone through. I just kind of started talking about how important healthy religion is. Like I danced around the topic so much so that I wouldn't offend anybody that um, it was super general and people still got really angry. And so some of the people that, you know, I thought were, were would be so happy about me walking towards freedom and walking towards um, just having a healthier type of faith. Oh my God, some of the posts that they started putting up, you know, if, if, you're, if you're hurt, just go find another church and stop, you know, pretending like you just can't take life because there was so much hurt. Well, my hurt was so much deeper. There were so many other things that were going on. And the truth is, is that as I started to see how people reacted, it was such proof to me that in the role of pastoring, I didn't even exist. I did not matter. <laughs> it's like, do this function for us and we will keep loving you. But the minute you get finished, doing that function, then you don't even matter. It's almost as if you are a robot. You're like um, this prophetic machine that people put coins into and then you have to deliver. And if you stop delivering because you have a heart, uh, because your values don't, don't line up with what's going on in the building, they are upset with you. And that was really hard for me. Um, I share these things because I know when you are talking about 
walking out your passion, walking out what's really huge for your heart. Sometimes it's really scary. It, it's, it is a scary space to be in because walking out your passion is a very vulnerable space. It, it's like, here is my heart out here for the world to say whether they like it or they don't like it. And because there was so much that I had gone through with just people criticizing and bashing and oh my God, I would do a live and then I would have, you know, the, the internet trolls come on and tell me, you know, that I should share certain parts of my personal life and why don't I just share it? And then I would actually get phone calls from family members that were like, what's going on and why didn't you share this with us? Like, it was just absolutely crazy. And you know what that did? It made me shut up. It made me stop talking about it. It's like all of a sudden, I forgot about all of the people that needed to hear my story and I forgot about all of the people that were on my heart as I stepped away from pastoring. I forgot all about those people who were waiting to hear this message. I actually forgot about all of the people overseas who were um, enrolling into my course and wanting to heal from church hurt, heal from post-traumatic church disorder. You know, when I say post-traumatic church disorder, it's literally PTSD with a spiritual side to it. It's a whole uh, understanding that I got as I as as I move forward in deconstructing and and just working towards healthy spirituality. So I saw so many people that wanted to heal from it, but the voices started getting louder than my passion. And sometimes the people around you, because what you do is making them uncomfortable, anytime you step out of the norm and start doing something that is just outlandish to those who are around you, and I say to those who are around you because it's not outlandish to your tribe that's waiting to hear you. What you have been placed on the planet to do or the things that have been growing in your heart, growing in your passion, it doesn't sound outlandish to the people who have been waiting for you to speak. There are people out there that are waiting for you to give them vocabulary for what they're feeling. And you have that vocabulary because you've been through it. You've been, you've been dealing with this every single day of your life. You have a vocabulary that people are waiting to hear. And when you start sharing your story, your heart, your um, perception or your take on what's going on in the world around you, it literally gives them vocabulary for what they need to start to share for themselves. There are certain things in their hearts that they just need to be able to express. And when you start expressing from your heart what it is that you've seen and, and some of the steps that you have taken to deal, to cope, to walk around these things or to bust through them, like literally you give them the words that they need to let it out of their own hearts. So I just wanna encourage you, I wanna push you during this episode to just reckon with your story, reckon with what it is that you know is your passion, reckon with your passion and let it out, reckon with what's been going on inside of you and allow that to come out. Anything that is suppressed, 
We call it stagnant. It stinks. When things get suppressed, they start to stink. Now, I, oh my God, I saw this documentary on, I think it's Amazon Prime, right? And it's about root canals. And oh my goodness, they were talking about how, you know, the process of root canals, how the dentist will go in and start clipping the roots of your teeth. And basically they're saying that they're going to save your tooth. Now, listen, this is not medical, <laughs> medical advice that I'm giving you, but I'm just sharing with you about this documentary. Well, when we, when they go in and they clip, a lot of times that tooth is just dead there. And literally, if this happened to your toes, if the roots, you know, the, the nerves and all of that in your toes died or were disconnected from your toe, that means that you have a dead toe sitting there. That's how people get gangrene and infections and it spreads throughout the body. Well, what do they do when you have, I know this is so disgusting, but I really need you to understand this. What do they do when you have gangrene? They are coming in to cut those parts of your body off. Why? Because it's dead and it's going to spread infection. And so it's the same with root canals. They're like, why would we leave this tooth here that is literally sitting here rotting and decaying? That spreads to the body. And so they started to give the statistics of all of the people that were having so many issues in their bodies because of having this dead tooth sit there and rot. Now, what does that have to do with your life, Queen? Listen, there are things in your life that they need to have some kind of life pumped into them. You don't need to have these dead things sitting around and you're going to work every day doing something and not maintaining these stagnant areas of your body, of your life, right? So you have areas that need tending to. Your passion needs to be tended to on a regular basis. And when you do not tend to it, those things start to die, they get stagnant. And I don't know if you have ever smelled the breath of someone who has a dead tooth in there. It is like, it's death. You smell like you smell death. And guess what? In your attitude, in your way of doing what you do, unless you are a super pretender, in your way of doing what you do, if your life, your heart, if your passion is stagnant to the point where it's just stinking, you no longer feel it, it's no longer causing you to be creative, guess what? It starts to stink in your attitude. It starts to stink in the way that you do what you do. You start to get tired. You start dealing with depression, anxiety, all of the same results that you would get if you had gangrene or some type of rot, right? You get that same result when you are not tending to your passion. So I'm encouraging you to not allow your passion to die. It doesn't matter what the naysayers have to say. Listen, I have been through so many things with naysayers. As I start to share these stories as we move forward, it's just gonna blow your mind with some of the things that people say. But guess what? There, there will always be someone around that is not going to agree with how you do what you do. I want you to know that if you are in the midst of 
tearing down generational pathologies and ways of living that have always been okay to your family and people are going against you for that, listen, as long as you are doing what you do out of love, out of love, out of self-commitment, self-love, out of love for your legacy, and you're saying, listen, my kids are not going to have to deal with this same ish that everybody has been dealing with in our family, or my kids are going to heal from their trauma just like I'm healing from my, like when you take that stand, there's going to be a lot of people that have a lot to say. And, and you know what? It's okay. Because most of the time, it, <laughs> they are not going to be the ones that you are called to speak with. They're not the folks in your target audience. They just let you know, hey, I'm not your target audience. Now, I understand there are some people that have invested into you for a long time and they're not gonna agree with every step that you take in your life, but that's not why you were put on the planet. You were not put on the planet to make sure that everybody that loves you agrees with you. And you were not put on the planet to maintain the feelings of every hater that can't stand what you are doing. I have learned that the hard way. And guess what? I, man, there was so much time that I lost because all I could hear in my head was the voice of everyone telling me, no, you're supposed to continue pastoring. No, you're supposed to stay in the church and make sure that you speak only to church people. If I had stayed there, my life at this point would literally be in shambles. And so I want you to take the foresight because your passion, it has some foresight attached to it. There, there's foresight attached to your passion, right? When you start to live out of your heart, like I told you in the last episode, your heart, right? It is the production center of your life. And when you start to live out of your heart, you start doing things in a way that produces for you down the road somewhere. You're gonna need it two, three years down the road and you're gonna look back and go, oh my God, my passion, it provided for me or my passion literally spoke to what was happening, what was gonna happen three years away, right? And what I'm seeing now in my own life as I start to look at all of these people who are deconstructing uh, their religion and looking towards healthy spirituality, healthy spiritual communities, I'm seeing that two, three years ago, I was on point. I was, <laughs> I was literally living out a passion of mine and it's literally for this season of life right now. So don't quiet your passion. Don't allow anybody else to do that to you. Open your mouth, tell your story, and tell it in a way that helps other people, yes? So we're not just telling our story so that everyone you know, can just hear what we've been through. This is not a woe is me time, right? We're telling our stories. We are living out our passion because this is going to help other people do the same thing. And when you start building a tribe, a community of people around you that understand your vocabulary, they understand the vocabulary of your heart because they've been going through the same things that you've been going through. Oh my God, the power that is unleashed. 
So if you get nothing else out of what I shared with you in this episode, I just want you to know how important it is to not allow your passion to die. And if you are at the point where you've allowed your passion to die, understand, listen, when there's no purpose, that's when things start to deteriorate, right? So no, I I, I need you to make sure that you pump life into your passion. Don't do a root canal on your passion. I need you to pump life into it and start living it out. I know, I know you don't have time. You don't always have a whole lot of time to give to your passion. So I just want you to take just 15 minutes a day. Can you do that? Can you just take 15 minutes a day, pour into your passion? And the more that you pour into your passion, the next day, the next month, you'll be doing it for 30 minutes. And then the next month after that, it'll be 45 minutes. Then it'll be an hour. Then you won't be able to rest because you have got to get this thing out. It is burning inside of you like a huge blaze. Like you have a whole, <laughs> a whole fire going on, a whole forest fire going on in your heart. But promise me that you are going to give 15 minutes to your passion. That is either researching for your passion, researching the target audience, um, reading a book about it, listening to a book. There is an amazing um, app called Libby that gets you in contact with the library in your area. Get on Libby, start borrowing books. Borrow the, you know, the, the audio book so that you can start listening to some stuff concerning your passion. Don't give up on your passion. And no matter what anyone says, don't quit. Just push, you know, like wipe your shoulder off of all of the things that people had to say and push forward. You can do this. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you to push your passion. Yes, Yes. I can't wait to talk with you next time. Listen, if you need some help discovering your passion, dealing with your passion, healing so that your passion can come forward. Some of us are afraid because it takes some deconstructing to actually allow our passion to come out. And if that's you, you need some help. Hey, I'm here. Go to iqueenup.com. Click on work with LaShawn. You and I will sit down and start to strategize on how you can start living your passion out and maybe how you need to start deconstructing and healing from some of the things that you have been through. I'm here for you, ready to talk with you. Go ahead, iqueenup.com, work with LaShawn and you and I will talk really soon. Listen, I'm so excited about what we are doing, how we are moving forward as a podcast community. Queen Tings is blowing up and I'm so happy that you are enjoying it. I got a text the other day just sharing how the podcast has been such an amazing help to people's lives. So listen, listen, I want you to share this podcast and I want you to make sure that you've subscribed and keep on listening and go to TikTok. Check me out. The LaShawn Brooks, always placing value there as well. I'll talk with you all next time. You don't need anybody's validation. You got your own.